Welcome to The Clean Slate with your hosts, Daniel Garza and Carson Phillips, providing you with movie news, reviews, and more. Sit back, relax, and don't forget to go to the concessions to get your popcorn and drinks. For your entertainment, this is The Clean Slate Podcast. We're back. We're back, baby. Baby got back. <laughs> Welcome back to the short slate, everyone. We have a fun, quick movie review for you that I we do. have just seen last week and what really wanted to talk about it on the podcast. And this is called... Why did you watch this last week? Guy oh, sorry, Ritchie's ahead. The Covenant. Why did I watch it last week? Because it came out last week. Oh, we're doing short slate. I totally thought this was To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> no, no. I'm like looking at To Kill a Mockingbird right now, and I'm like, what is he talking? <laughs> a fun movie about, you know, no. came out last week. Sorry. So, well, guys, this take that out. is The Covenant by Guy Ritchie. Yeah, I didn't actually realize that Guy Ritchie has done a lot mm. of movies that we... Um, Legendary. Yeah, that we like. And um, Rebecca had a, a, an interesting question that I really couldn't answer on the spot. But why do writers slash directors kind of do this for their films? Like Guy Ritchie's The Covenant or, you know, certain things of that sort. Do you know why? I said it was kind of just like um, more Ego. for the namesake. Yeah, exactly. It's like more of the namesake of this is my. Or like that's the marketing almost mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Because it could be like Quentin Tarantino's. Like, sure, that might be ego, but when you hear that name, you're like, oh, I got to watch it. It's Tarantino. Yeah, but, like, I feel like Tarantino never does, like, Quentin Tarantino's Django. Or, like, Christopher Nolan doesn't do Christopher Nolan's The Inception. That's true. Yeah. Well, what if, did Guy Ritchie direct this or just produce it? Because that could mean something. He directed and produced and wrote the screenplay. Interesting. Well, because, like, you know, Tim Burton will say Tim Burton's, but he doesn't direct the movie sometimes. But that means he had, like, a bigger say in it, is my guess. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know what Guy Ritchie's uh, motivation is, but interesting question. Anyway, there you go, babe. There's your answer. That wasn't really an answer. Okay, so here is the log line for Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. During the war in Afghanistan, a local interpreter risks his own life to carry an injured sergeant across miles of grueling terrain. Um, This movie got... An 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.1 on IMDb. <laughs> Facebook gave it 5 out of 5, I guess. Um, Facebook? Yeah, I have no idea. And the Sorry, audience score, I believe, was about 98%. So this movie is really great. It kind of sets up this whole story of how Jake Gyllenhaal... First of all, he is the main character, Jake Gyllenhaal. He plays uh, Sergeant John Kinley. And despite... What I think or not, I think Jake Gyllenhaal is kind of like a sexy Carson Phillips. I can see Why? it. I don't know. I can see it. The okay. way that he looks in this movie, he has like the beard. He has long hair. I was like, Boost he kind of looks like Carson right, right now. now. <laughs> I'm feeling no, good, no, dude. Don't get it twisted. I said a sexy version. That's fine. <laughs> At least he's somehow connected to me. <laughs> anyway, so... The funny part about this is last night, not last night, last week, we went on Cheap Tuesday. and You watched this with Rebecca? Yeah, I watched it with Rebecca, Kristen, and Thomas. Kristen and Thomas, as you may know, are the haters of our podcast. Wow. Yeah, they Strong just- words. 
they, they, hey man, she said that she doesn't think like that she can do that it, Carson. which is fine. But I don't think I can do friendship, Kristen. Boom, I said because right I here. say but. Oh okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is why she doesn't like. It. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we, Thomas and I, when we get, well, we all got in there, and the line for concessions was out the door. And if you know me, you know that I really, it's really hard to go see a movie without popcorn and a drink. That's why we have it in our our intro. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. Shout out. Um, but we we stood in line, and Thomas, being the loving soul that he is, was like, "Hey, I'll wait in line, and you guys go sit into the movie so you don't miss any of it." I was like, "Wow, what a great guy!" But then I felt bad because he was going to be carrying all that stuff. So I said, "Hey, just let me know when you're like next in line, and I'll come. <clears throat> just let me know when you're next in line, and I'll come." help you carry the stuff in he's like okay great so he texts me next in line and apparently what had happened was some guy in the back said hey i'll pay for all your concessions to the lady in front of him if you let me cut in line and she's like okay and that made the line longer and so we missed about the first five minutes of the movie which is really depressing yeah i hate that like passionately i was so pissed so rebecca was so lovingly texting us what was happening during the movie so we wouldn't miss too much. (laughs) (laughs) Like a text update? (laughs) Yeah, she said, 50,000 Afghani translators were promised American visas for their service as translators in March 2018. Jake Gyllenhaal's character is a master sergeant. He picks a translator who is... (laughs) He picks a translator who is fit, speaks four languages, but... The translator, Ahmed, is known for not being pushed around. Uh, so That's Rebecca's text to you? <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. That's a good log line. It, it honestly isn't bad. <laughs> good job, babe. So we got into this movie, and it was pretty much like this whole setup of... It, it gave me lone survivor feels because it's this whole platoon mm. of guys that are out, and they're looking for, you know... Uh, the Taliban <clears throat> and looking where they find the mass destruction. Apparently Jake Gyllenhaal's previous translator was killed in, uh, because of an IUD and isn't that the thing that girls get an IED <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, crap. Yeah, because of an explosive. <laughs> so his first translator <laughs> dies because of an explosive. So now he has Ahmed. So you can see that there is a lot of like kind of, lack of trust with Ahmed because he I just see. doesn't know him. And he's a little bit hurt from right. His last translator being yeah. blown up. So that's kind of where we kind of start. And you find out that this, oh, first of all, Dar Salim or Dar Salim. He's, he plays Ahmed and dude, Salam? if you like probably one of the best unknown actors I have ever seen in a recent film. Like, I don't know what this guy has done, really? but the acting that he portrayed in this movie was literally 10 out of 10. Like, I could not give this guy more credit. It was so good. He really sold the show because Jake Gyllenhaal is the main character, but Ahmed is the the driving force that actually, because there's this whole incident that goes down. Jake Gyllenhaal gets hurt in the midst, and he has to cross these entire mountain range to get Jake back to safety or John Kinley back to the base. And he does. And then the story kind of takes place of 
Jake Gyllenhaal, he, I mean, guys, go watch this movie. It is so good. It is. A, oh, so you recommend it? Okay. Oh yeah, I I hold it up to the candle of Lone Survivor and American Sniper. Wow. Like it is really good. Okay. <clears throat> it can be like there's a little bit of dramatized things. Like there's this one moment where Ahmed saves Jake from like this one incident, but it was really dramatic. You know, like that was probably the only thing I didn't like. But the score in this movie is so it's amazing. First of all, I think it's way better than um All Quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> How how's the um is the editing unique cuz I know the Guy Ritchie movies I remember seeing always have either he plays with the plot in an interesting way, like the framing of the plot or he does like some really interesting editing is what I've noticed. Uh I wouldn't say the the editing was anything special. It was normal form editing the one thing that was okay pretty cool was every time they would say something that was like uh like that was m- military shorthand with like qrf mm-hmm. or whatever th- they would show at the bottom of the screen qrf you know quick reaction force and then they like would a say, footnote yeah pretty much it was really cool in that regard also if you don't know guy Ritchie has done the gentleman really good movie he did Operation Wrath Fortune. Man. He did Wrath of Man. He did Snatch. Underrated movie. And he did the Sherlock Holmes movies. So, mm-hmm. really... And Aladdin. <laughs> and Aladdin, yes. So, For some reason. So, this movie, I would say, is... I would give it probably a 9 out of 10. And I think that's a little bit biased just because I love Jake Gyllenhaal. But altogether, I would say Ahmed carries this movie to new lengths that I was not expecting. And the score is amazing. The cinematography is sick. Uh, the, oh, interesting. And one thing. I, would I say, actually haven't heard anything good about this movie yet. Really? So this is interesting. Yeah, I've only heard bad things. Oh, I'm so interested. Okay. So, but well, sound, I like hearing your perspective. That makes me happy. Sound design is really cool in this movie. Cool. Okay. So there's this whole exploding, you know, war scene. It, it also, I'm a big war movie kind of guy. I'm not an old time war movie kind of guy. I'm a big like brotherhood, you know, we fight for each other and you know that type of movies. Big fan of uh, Middle Eastern wars. <laughs> this is my favorite wars. Um, <laughs> so no, he, the sound design is. You know how in the military in some of the places they'll wear a mic right on their throat so you can hear like so you don't have to speak as loudly to talk to your other i don't know yeah yeah the rest of your convoy compadres. um your compadres so they design the sound in certain aspects of the fighting scenes to sound like what you would hear if you're if you had a like a, a headphone in your ear so it sounded like that's cool yeah and then there's some years like that type of whatever i don't even know how to describe Call it Duty vibes yeah pretty much and so the sound design in those was really cool because it was just different than screaming the entire time of we're gonna get blown up it was like yeah you know we're, we're stuck over here send qrf it was really cool that's interesting so that happened throughout a couple of the war scenes but other than that it's a really good tension building kind of movie at first i thought it was going to be like eye in the sky uh do you remember that movie I don't. Or 
13 Hours or some one of those movies where it's all more oh, strategic thir- kind of the a, Benghazi movie or not 13 Hours <clears throat> um Zero Dark 30 maybe Yeah Zero Dark 30 also where it's like there's minimal like action one. and there is a lot more strategic talk in it like talky yeah, yeah so I thought this was going to be that but it really was a, a really good balance of all of that combined So anyway gotcha. I think you should go see this movie it's really good it's really fun it's sad but it is a so far one of my favorite movies of 2023. Wow, wow, big praise from Daniel. Yep, well, I anyways, also love Jake Gyllenhaal. We'll see you guys and Jake what? Gyllenhaal. No. Oh, tell, you're not done. <laughs> no, tell me what you heard that was bad. Oh, I just heard someone talk about the performances of Jake Gyllenhaal as being like good at one point. Not trying at one point and just awful at one point, like throughout the film. Yeah, I can see that's what I heard. Um, but I mean, I haven't seen the movie, and I don't think that many people have watched it. To be honest, uh, I feel like it's kind of going under the radar. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Oh, it's on Letterbox. Only two thousand people have reviewed it. Oh, really? That's yeah, that's small. I'm I like, mean, it did it missed. did have a small budget. It was only fifty five million dollars. I mean. You think Guy Ritchie could do like crazy budgets after Aladdin? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna check it out for sure. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Jake Gyllenhaal, I can see that in Jake Gyllenhaal, but I also think that in this movie he's stretched to different types. Like he has to be a sergeant, so he has to be in charge. He also struggles with PTSD. He also struggles with losing a friend. So there's like a lot of different things that he has to play, and I don't know right if he hits all of them, but. I mean, still, that I don't think that takes away anything from how good the movie is, like, from production yeah. to Ahmed or Dar. Um, so I definitely still think it's so worth the watch. Yeah, I, I want to check it out. I, I really liked, what was the one where it's, like, Brothers or whatever with Jake Gyllenhaal? Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. That one was That movie is good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, I like seeing him in war movies, so I'll, I'll have to give it a watch. I heard Taylor Swift has a good cameo in this too. I uh, don't think so. It's a joke for all the Swifties out there. Oh, okay. They get uh, type in the comments if you get my joke. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that was good. Thank you for sharing, and we'll catch you guys with another '60s episode soon, right? Yep, coming this Friday, or not another one. This is coming out. This is our first 60s one? Yeah, this is our first 60s film, guys. So, To Kill a Mockingbird. All right. To Kill a Mockingbird. Out, coming out Go Friday. watch it before the episode. Yeah, sure. Hype, hype, hype. You could rent it on iTunes for like three bucks, I think. So, is that what or you Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I rented it on iTunes. I thought I owned it and I couldn't find it. I think it's in my storage unit. So. Oh, okay. Nice. Anyways, we'll see you guys Friday. That's a clean slate.